Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, welcome, uh, Alex uh, Urban joining us here. He's the executive director of the Tour Championship. Good morning, Mr. Urban. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. I was actually good. I was already trying to craft a joke about having music that that epic to come on the radio too. Well, you you don't recognize that? Of course, I recognize that. If well, that doesn't get you excited as a golf fan, then you're you're not a you're, you're following the wrong sport. Well put. But that, yeah, I want you to know before you came on, there was a decision that was made by Mr. Crenshaw over here. He realized something, so we're we're kind of. You know, we're, we're patronizing you a little bit here, but little, because let them know what's why we played that. Hello, friend. <laughs> <laughs> the switch has been made. We understand that CBS will bring in the tournament this year. Yeah, we're really excited about it. This is uh, so. I think it was maybe a couple years ago when the uh, new media rights deals for the PGA Tour um, kicked in. The three playoff events: FedEx St. Jude Championship, BMW Championship, and Tour Championship. They're every year they're going to switch to. Like last year, all three were broadcast on NBC. This year, all three will be broadcast on CBS, and then it'll flip-flop every year. So um, typically, they were kind of pigeonholed into whomever broadcasted them long-term. And it's going to be really cool because we've never had CBS broadcasting this tournament. So you get Jim Nance and Trevor Immelman and, and the crew. Wow. That wow. was what he was asking. He was Isn't wondering. It? That's what I said. We're going to have a little Hello Friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from Lake. Uh, that, that, that would be great. Um, but, of course, we've been watching the tour and watching as things uh, progress. And, you know, we're leading for this event. Thoughts about your observations of what we've seen, you know, in, in recent weeks as we get ready to make this turn and, and get set for this event that's happening at the end of August. Yeah, absolutely. This is kind of the, you know, we can start rounding third base here, getting towards the, uh, towards the FedEx Cup playoffs, which, the playoffs this year are a little different than they than they have been in the past and that only the top 70 players are going to qualify for that first event in Memphis. And what you're seeing is more guys playing a little bit more often. Uh, Justin Thomas is probably a really good example of that. I just saw that he's playing next week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but he's sitting at 78th in the standings right now. Um, he's, he played pretty well yesterday at the Travelers Championship, but he's trying to play his way into the playoffs, um, ultimately to try to qualify for the Tour Championship. But if you look at the other side of the coin, um, you know, the guys at the top who've been playing really, really well all season, you've got obviously John Rahm and his four-win season so far. And Scotty Claire feels like he's on the leaderboard every week, no matter how uh, no matter how he's playing. It seems like even when he's got his, like, B or C game, he still somehow is kind of right up there sniffing for the lead. And um, I'm sure you guys caught some of the U.S. Open last week. That was uh, – mm-hmm. A yep. pretty good showdown, and Wyndham Clark just down the stretch. Just t- tough to be a guy who's, who's playing golf like that and getting up and down from everywhere. Alex Urban, Executive Director of the Tour Championship, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Just a reminder, the championship takes place August 23rd through the 27th. And in case you're wondering, this happens before college football. 
So you got no conflict going on here. This is the weekend before college football begins. All right. So you got no excuse to go out there, get that right down. Is it Memorial? Take you right down there? Is it Moreland? I always get those two confused. Memorial. It's Memorial. Memorial. Yeah, Take you right it. down there, man, and, and, and check out East Lake and all that. All right. I have to ask you first, and this way I'll know the question I want to ask you. Because it's, <laughs> listen, we can't have you on this show and not get an opinion about the merger and your thoughts on it. So, first, how much can you talk about it without, you know, screwing up things? Or do you have a full-throated opinion about what happened as these um, live guys came back in this merger in the DP League? Where we sit right now in professional golf? Yes, yeah, sh- sure. And, and what I'll say is I think that there's still a lot to be determined. Uh, for example, I, I think merger is probably the incorrect term. There's There's been a whole bunch of great articles that have come out kind of describing the the framework deal between the two entities. And from our perspective, frankly, like I said, one, there's a lot of things to be determined. Two, I think it's really nice to have a path forward to um, a unified professional game and, and kind of get some of the distractions in professional golf behind us going forward. Frankly, I think that uh, it'll allow us to focus on the things that at the tournament level that we want to focus on, which obviously is putting on a great tournament for uh, the players themselves, but also what we do for the community. And, um, you know, we've, we've raised 48 plus million dollars for Atlanta community charities, whether it's the East Lake Foundation or the First Team Metro Atlanta and all the other charitable organizations we work with, just freeing us up to focus on that and not some of the additional noise that we've had out there over the last year 18 months however long you want to call it um so yeah i would say that right now there's i don't have a ton of comments because i think there are still many things being figured out but i am excited about the the prospects of of moving on so to speak yeah yeah folks we're spending time with the executive director of the tour championship uh alex urban and the tour championship is social if you go on twitter you can look it up at tour champ at capital t-o-u-r champ then we get the latest information on this event as it comes Alex, I know this is like any other sporting event that takes place and major event, and Atlanta has so many that take place here. Volunteers uh, make things happen. Uh, do you have enough people volunteering for this event, and how do people get involved? Because I can imagine there are a lot of people who do this every year, right? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. It's funny enough, my the very first golf tournament I ever worked in any capacity, was uh, I was a teenager and was a volunteer at the Travelers Championship, which is the tournament that they're playing this week. Um, so, so volunteering is pretty close to my heart. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't operate PGA Tour events and raise the dollars for charity that I was just talking about without, without our dedicated volunteers. And we end up having about, call, call it 1,200 or 1,300 volunteers every year. And there are still some spots open and some really fun committees. And uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. There are people that have been doing this for we always give out awards every year to the people that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And there are people that haven't missed one um, since the very first playing at Eastlake. And they create this great little community and, and they see their friends every year at the tournament. And it becomes this, this really great touch point for them, for the community and what we do there. So, uh, yeah, it's super fun. We highly recommend that if you've never done it. Like I said, that's kind of how I, I got my first introduction to the game and um, decided to make a career out of it. And uh, the way you would get involved in that is uh, through tourchampionship.com. We have a volunteer tab there, and you can just apply, and there's, it'll tell you what committees still have openings. And, um, yeah, we'd love to have anybody that wants to volunteer out at uh, uh, Eastway Golf Club this August. Hey, Alex, how's the course? 
I mean, any changes, anything anything a little, little different every year? You try to make things a little bit different? Uh, I don't know what you can say at this point. but No, the course, the course is looking really good. Um, I, I was just taking a walk around there yesterday. We, we actually begin our build for the tournament in uh, in mid-May, so there's a lot of pet structures for, for August are already are already either up or fully built. Um, no huge changes for the golf course itself this year. You're not going to see anything massive. Um, you'll get some more news from us here in the in the the medium term, I'll say, on some <laughs> really cool work that's going to the golf course, going into the golf course following the tournament this year in preparation for the t- 2024 Tour Championship. Um, some work with Andrew Green, who's a course designer, um, who he's done a whole bunch of high-profile renovation projects. If you watched any of the PGA Championship back in May at Oak Hill, he did the vast majority of the the rework on that, and it was so well received by players and fans, and it was looked cool on TV. It played great, uh, so he's the one that's driving the bus on 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 that project, and so we'll have more to share uh, at some point, but not just yet. Wow, oh, he got to come back then. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. come back then. See, man. That's that's just a pro. I'm try I try to leave you some breadcrumbs so that I can. Make my way back. But the thing of it, when you go there, the place is so impressive. And, you know, from the clubhouse to, to all out on the grounds. So you wonder, like, what, what what could you do? There are obviously some things you could do. But you wonder, like, what do you do to enhance it, to improve on what is already, to me, one of the masterpiece layouts, you know, on on the uh, on tour? Yeah, it's, it's certainly not a uh, bad canvas to work with. From a golf course perspective, you know, East Lake Historic East Lake Golf Club is one of the premier clubs in the United States and in the I mean, truly in the world. And it's something that people know all about because of its history with Bobby. I mean, certainly going back to Bobby Jones and where he grew up playing golf and first and last competitive round. But then everything that's happened in the last 25 years with the Tour Championship and some of those key images of you picture Tiger coming down 18 or Jim Furyk putting in the rain or Bill Haas hitting it out of the lake on what's now number eight. Like there's, there's so many cool moments through the years. And yeah, I think the, this project is really more, it, it's about leaning into the, the, what makes the course special and really bringing more of that out. So we're, we're excited about it. Um, obviously the course itself is the one that, that drives. Thankfully I'm not in charge of that project. We'll, we'll make sure that the tournament uh, makes some cool changes in conjunction with the, the renovation. I think people will, We'll be able to see some of that too, but we're we're really excited about the whole thing. Twenty four is definitely going to feel like a bit of a relaunch uh, of the event itself and the golf course. Will you go to visit any other events leading up to East Lake? Do, do you, you do you travel um, at all, or do you, all your work is basically here? Uh, we we try to make it to a few. I mean, there's every year every year we make it to the Players Championship. Um, that's a you know such a high expression of what it what a PGA tour event is in terms of whether it's hospitality or <clears throat> fan areas, all the things that you look to improve from a year to year basis. I would say it's it's really tough. It's not tough. It's just it's different to operate an event that happens once a year for five days. Like our gates are open five days a year. Whereas if you're running a Mercedes Benz arena or you're operating the the you know, Truist Park for the Braves, you've got a whole bunch of home games where you can try things and see what works, see what doesn't. So we spend some time going to those other events, trying to see and learn. And, you know, we've got some great colleagues that work all across the PGA tour. And we're basically just trying to go to those events and then steal the good, the good ideas that they have and uh, aggregate them here in Atlanta. 
All right, I need you to take off your executive hat for a minute because you're oh. gonna, you know, you, well, you come on with Sam and Greg. You like to have some, we like to have some fun, and you seem to enjoy sure. yourself when you come on with us. I've been saying yeah. this back and forth with Mr. Crenshaw for years, and this has more to do with sports that are played individually as opposed to team sports. As a golf fan, and given where this sport is right now, and and you know, he who will not be named is not playing right now. Um, do you feel like a sport like this needs somebody with the black hat? In other words, the yin and the yang, something to bring the people. you got the golf fans. It's, it's when sure. that happens, that brings people. If you can't have that over-the-top, extraordinary-type presence like a Tiger Woods, it seems sure. to bring the people to the TV in NASCAR, in golf, in boxing, whenever it is that has the guy that you love and then you got the guy that you hate or the woman that you yep. love and the woman that you hate. Do you feel like this sport <laughs> needs that? Sure. I think that's an I think that's an interesting question. I it just kind of depends on the I think about you mentioned individual sports and I think individual sports are funny in general in terms of what drives interest. And I think you touched on obviously Tiger Woods. People love to see great achievement. Uh, that's the same with tennis, right? And tennis has been so lucky that they've had like three or four generational players over the last fifteen or twenty years. And people love to see the the best performing as the best uh, Michael Phelps, you know, how many people tuned into the Olympics to watch what he was doing or Usain Bolt or, or anything on the, on the individual level. But yeah, I mean, I, as a, as a fan of sports in general, I mean, I've watched probably more new England Patriots games back in the day than I would care to admit to just because <laughs> like everyone, I was looking to see if someone could beat Tom Brady. There you go. Very there people, you go. Very few, very few people could, but it was worth watching, and that's why you had so many people rooting for whether it was Peyton Manning or whomever that was they were playing in the playoffs, and were so excited when they finally you know won a couple of Super Bowls in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it just depends on the makeup, and I, I don't disagree that right now the, the, the PGA Tour has a lot of really likable guys on it that I think are easy to root for. I think you look at the U.S. Open a couple weeks ago. I mean, it, it, there wasn't a there wasn't anyone on that leaderboard on Sunday that I would have been unhappy to see take home the trophy. I mean, those three great stories you had in Ricky Fowler trying to make a comeback after being kind of lost in the woods for a few years, kind of the newcomer in Wyndham Clark, but he's kind of battled some mental demons over the years. And then you had Rory McIlroy and everything that's happened with him over the last couple of years and a nine-year major drought. Like, they were three great stories. But yeah, having someone to uh, to root against isn't necessarily a bad thing. So Brooks Kepka. That's who I'm. That, Brooks Kepka. That's the guy I'm pushing up front. Brooks, and he makes it easy. He makes it easy. Now he's not <laughs> he's not a full blown jerk, but he's just jerk enough to where you want to you know if he's on the leaderboard that last that that on that Sunday, you might tune in. Man, I hope someone so passes him and makes him you know. It's kind of like what he Maybe. did. It's kind of like what he did at the Masters. Him and and I forgot who the other guy was who kind of screwed the pooch and let Tiger get the win because Tiger wasn't going to win that last Masters. But if it wasn't for yeah. the mistakes of people like Brooks Kepka, uh, whom I, I know there's somebody that's on the tip of my Francesco, tongue. Francesco Thank Molinari. You. Molinari, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think almost everyone hit it into the water on 12 on Sunday <laughs> other than Tiger. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was wild. It was, it was like everybody came up short in the same spot. I think Tony Finau was one of them. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, obviously Tony's not an unlikable guy, but yeah. like the – the but could it just be a rivalry? Oh, really? Just got everyone as it often does. Yeah, could it just be a rivalry though? Not so much a, a, a anti or, or somebody that people don't like, but just something to anticipate a rivalry. I mean, going back to Nicholas and Palmer. I mean, 
<laughs> something like that, I think, would, would, would draw people in. Well, and that think about that's I, I was talking about tennis earlier. Think, think about all the great Federer Nadal finals that happened over the last fifteen years, and that was I, I'm I'm not even the, the biggest tennis fan ever, and I remember watching a number of those matches uh, simply because you had two guys at the top of the game that were were going back and forth. It'll it'll be interesting to see in an individual sport like who who separates themselves for any great length of time will help breed those kinds of rivalries. Because golf is just a hard game, right? And you see guys that, I mean, Spieth came on the, the scene in 2015 and started winning at a high clip. It looked like he wasn't going anywhere for a while. And then the putter went cold for yep, him yep. for a while. Listen, the sport tried to. he's kind of getting his way back, but it's, it's, it's funny. And, and Justin Thomas, I just mentioned, I mean, he's, he's not having his best season ever right now. And you never know. He could turn it on this weekend to Travelers and win and win next week. And now he's back and it's totally fine. But to really separate in golf is challenging, yeah. and it will happen. Somebody will come along, and somebody else, whether it's and it becomes like a Tiger Phil thing, or Tiger VJ, or Tiger David Duval. They were a Tiger V, a bunch of guys through the years back in the early two thousands, right. um, and it was fun to watch. So we'll see. There's just a lot of parody right now. Also, is what I feel like. I mean, you got a Brooks that pl- plays well in the majors, but it's uh, there's definitely a lot of parity and a lot of guys that can win week to week, which is not a bad thing either. I just think it's it, it should happen, but it should happen organically. It was you know, it, it tried to be a manufactured one between him and DeChambeau, and it, it just didn't feel right. So, anyway, that's just my thought on propelling the sport forward for those who aren't fans. But we're up against it, Alex, and we thank you again. Obviously, we're going to be talking to you soon because we got to yeah. find out all that stuff you've been keeping in your back pocket during this interview. <laughs> so we got we got to pull that out in a, you know a month or so as we get closer to the event. But as always, thank you, man, for getting up and being part of the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. As always, that's Alex Urban. He is the executive director. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.